Welcome, everybody, to episode 112 of the Two on Three podcast, where two of your friends take on three topics in 30 minutes. You should follow us at Two on Three Pod on Twitter, and you can send us email at Hello, hello. at Two on Three Pod.com. You know how much we love to hear from you. I'm Chris, and you can find my missives from the hot zone at CD Villasenor on Twitter. And with me is Ty. Where can we find your tales from the bunker? More like tales of despair, but they're at SEATJK. <laughs> you know, I'm a little disappointed that you didn't do the episode 112. <laughs> There's only one chance to do it, you know. <laughs> I was I was also going to do Life in the Hot Zone. But it, was, uh, it will surely make you lose your fucking mind. <laughs> surely will make you lose your mind. 50 seconds for the first f bomb this week. Get used right. to it. Get used to it, folks. Yeah, we're running we're running a little uh we're running a little high on anxiety and a little low on patience these days. Oh, so, yeah, yeah, yeah. um the uh it really is it's been a bit of an exercise in um you know, personal will and whatnot. But we can certainly we can certainly just jump right in. Do we have a do we have a prologue this week? I don't even. I think Not unless just... you want to talk about your fun golf with no cups. <laughs> That's right. You know, so social distancing golf is still has become the sport of social distancing now. Like it was funny because I I did went out and played some golf with the kids tonight, and there were no less than four or five people that I could see on the course that were playing by themselves. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they were literally solos out on the course. So it made me laugh. But um, yes, so there, so in order to decrease the touch points, sure. they've made a couple of adjustments. The first one being the one you said, they raised the cup liners out about an inch and a half. So you don't have to pull the, the pin out. Mm-hmm. And then if your ball touches the, the cup liner, that's a made putt. Which improved my putting immensely <laughs> right off the bat. Well, that's a useful drill for our golfing listeners is that if you want to become a better putter in short order, take a soda can to the green because it's smaller than the cup and practice your putts. And it should be easy to hit the soda can because your brain processes that visual a lot more effectively. I think that, yeah, you're absolutely right because I, I made two, I'm using the air quotes, your birdies tonight. <laughs> <laughs> but I think both of those putts would have gone in. Regardless, so uh, they weren't the like skim off the side of the cup. They were they were they were very much middle, and they also took away the rakes. There are no rakes, right? No rakes. Yeah, no 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 benches. No benches. No rakes. So there's a lot of um, there's a lot of uh, a lot of footprints. Are they wonder? I wonder if uh, yeah. Well, you just got to move the ball to a place where there's some decent sand hit out of. Right, and I just kind of and then when I was in one bunker, so I sort of smoothed it out with my foot a little bit. Yeah. Yeah, and it was it was fine. Yeah, I played on Saturday, and and I think the first or second hole, one of my buddies was like, "Can you pull that flag?" I was like, "No, <laughs> <laughs> you can if you like, but I'm not touching that. No, I will not." Absolutely. Not. You know what I did do in in hindsight? I did pick up a uh, a broken tee mm. to uh, to uh, to uh, to tee up an iron. Yeah, I yeah. did that once too on Saturday, and then was like, mm, "I'm gonna use my own from now on." <laughs> And uh, I don't, there's a lot of things would have had to have gone wrong for me to have gotten the coronavirus from that particular touch. But, you know, we're, we're here. We're all about decreasing our vectors, right? The golf, you know, the golf, uh, the, the, cl- the pro shop had like lines on the ground. Like don't stand any closer than this when you're waiting to pay and stuff like that. And where did uh, you go? Where did, where did you the go? Legion Memorial. 
Okay. So did they did they close off? They closed off all their their cafe and all the other stuff as well. Pro shops. They're closed, closed altogether now. Oh really? They're not. Yeah, they actually. Like I think it's the the clientele skews significantly older. Oh okay. So they in just fact, said, the boomer generation gentleman who was speaking to the clubhouse attendant in front of me while I was waiting to pay was just leaning all over the counter, just like I was like, <laughs> yeah, buddy, uh, you're you're uh, you're gonna die. <laughs> I mean, I hope you don't stop doing that. But you shouldn't be doing that. Yeah. Meanwhile, like I went and paid, and like, and you know how we have the the membership card for the premier courses, right? Sure. And I, I have mine, but I was like, can you look my look me up, please? <laughs> You're touching that computer. Can you look yeah. me up? And he did. And then he was like, you know, he did the credit card thing where I just stuck my credit card in the reader mm-hmm. and then pulled it out. And then he hands me the receipt. And I'm like, what? I was like, you're still going to make me sign that? <laughs> yeah, with a <laughs> pen? Like, yeah. He's like, this pen's clean. I'm like, uh, whatever. Sure. So I signed it, but there was some hand sanitizer. And I got after it. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not, yeah, I'm not screwing funny. around. I know. I and and it's funny how how many how your mind starts to do this to you. Like, if I lean on this, I gotta clean my hands. Mm-hmm. I got. I mean, there's a there's a lot going on. But um, yeah. So so as long as they can they can keep the the golf available to me, I think it'll be fine. Uh, a lot of the uh, practice facilities are closing. They they don't uh-huh. the ranges are closed. Right. Um, and so. So we'll see. Um, we'll see how it goes because I'm. Uh, um, yeah, I don't want to give up golf. Really, I'm gonna have to like order a net on the internet, <laughs> and just hit off a mat in the yard. Just otherwise, I'll just lose my mind. The uh, yeah, and uh, of course, um, I think the the specter of school closure for the rest of the school year mm. is starting to loom now. I think uh, some of the states have have killed off their entire school year at this point. So. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm just waiting for that to to happen. I have no idea what's on the other side of that. I don't know what they're going to do with kids. It's like I don't I don't think they're going to make them repeat grades, but they're going to have to figure out some curriculum stuff sometime down the road. Yeah, I know that you know we had the we were talking about this last week. It's funny, just just a week ago, are are people taking this seriously enough? And I was like, I'm taking it very seriously. And now it's like, yeah, we're. I mean, I I don't know for some reason my wife's a masochist. She's downstairs watching I Am Legend. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, why are you watching this? Why are you watch? And then I'm going to binge watch all of The Walking Dead. Mm, yeah. That's a different, though. It's, uh, it's great. Let's just get into segment one. Sounds good. So as we share our stories of self-quarantine, when I wrote the, when I wrote the, uh, when I was writing the outline earlier, West Virginia still had no cases. But now uh, there's got, one today. They've got one. They, yes. They finally, they finally hit. But I was sort of wondering why they had no <laughs> cases maybe not was, a lot of people coming in and out i don't i don't know i, I don't know there's a density issue like i think well obviously density has a huge plays a huge part in this right sure because because we were the league leaders in coronavirus cases but we then were. new york and then new york just blew us out of the water which which you kind of expected this to happen right this was yeah. this was bound to happen inevitable yeah, the uh, the I was watching this thing about patient zero from New Rochelle, mm-hmm. and they had a I don't know what they had they they had his his commuter thing like they had a map of his commute and like where oh, he would yes. go like on the train round the town on the train back out da 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 right um, but then you just multiply that by you know how many people were were doing that unbeknownst to themselves right yeah. I saw a graphic just the other day that 
was trying to explain to people why social distancing works. And there's a lot of different ways to visualize it, but that if you come in contact with like five people in a day, that those five people are going to infect 300 people. And so the whole thing is, is if you cut that in half, well, then it's down to 150 and, and so on and so forth. And so if you get, can expose only like one other person, then it's like just two other people. And if you, that's why, that's why, I mean, obviously we need to get people, we'll get there. <laughs> uh, but, uh, you know, we need to get people on board with why this matters. Yeah. And um, we'll get to that a little bit more of that in the next, in the next segment. But the, um, but. Costco still, you know, have you, are your, are your supplies wise? Are you guys are, you guys are fine. We're okay. Well, I was ahead of the curve on this. Good. Good for you. The, I think that, you know, we don't want to go to the store often. Like we're, we're the kind of people who generally we're good for like a monthly Costco run. And then we usually make multiple trips to the, the grocery store during the week, like a two or three trips to the grocery store. Okay. Just to get fresh stuff. You know what I mean? Just to get like fresh vegetables and all those kinds of things. Yeah, we gave up the dinner. Costco thing because of the time commitment and because it's it was hard for one person to do it and the kids are too young for it to be like efficient. Right. So we are more of a every maybe two weeks we'd go to the grocery store for like a big run of groceries and then supplement that with like one or two in between. Yeah. 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 So so this is sort of, you know, kind of put a, we're, we're learning new things. You know, we're learning we're learning new habits in terms of this kind of stuff. But I was looking at some um, graphics. People, you know, people take pictures of their local Costco. So there's a there's a picture that was posted on Twitter where co- the Costco's are telling you what they're out of, right? They're posting these things. So this particular Costco is out of Kleenex, which I guess I guess I understand. They're out of pasta. How how much <laughs> they're out of pasta? They're out of rice. They're out of disinfecting wipes. Obviously, they're out of bleach. Hmm. They're out of spam. <laughs> I bought a bunch. I bought a bunch of spam, uh, and they're out of toilet paper, and they're out of sanitizer, hand sanitizer, which I guess you figure is is pretty much, pretty much par for the course these days. I'm still I still don't know why toilet paper is a thing, but I I, I guess I understand the rest of this. Yeah, I mean the the non perishable foods, I get it, and the cleaning supplies, I understand. Um, I know that. We're not really going through it that fast, but again, I think we've talked before. I'm fortunate to not really need to leave, and and so I really am trying not to take anything that I think that other people who've got to go in and out of their house a, a lot are going to require. Um, mm. Folks that are still going to have to not be able to quarantine the way that we've been able to to this point. Um, but I, I mean, going to the grocery store not to not to change the subject, but adjacent, I, I I'm going to have to go here pretty soon, and I basically have a plan to. Like when I get out of the car, I'm going to put nitrile gloves on because I have some in the garage okay. and I'm going to shop with the gloves on. I'm going to pay with the gloves on and then I'm going to load the groceries into the car and then I'm going to go back into the store, throw the gloves away before I get in my car and hand sanitize my hands. Okay. And so it's mostly about touching like the freezer doors and things like that. Okay. But it's not about touching the products themselves. Well, fuck. I mean, <laughs> I mean, right. You're going to have to unload them when you get home, right? Well, so I have a plan for that too. So when I get home, I'm going to unload them all out of the bags, out of the shopping bags. And then I haven't decided exactly how I'm going to handle that yet. Um, freezer stuff can go directly in the freezer because there's no day. The, the freezer will kill the virus if it's on there. Sure. Um, I'm thinking about leaving the stuff in the garage for like two days. If it's Fair. not refrigerator stuff. Yeah, fair. I yeah. mean, that's a that's a that's a, that seems 
that seems like a, the right thing to do. Like, yeah, just like non-perishable, whatever. Mm-hmm. Just leave yeah, them out in the garage. Any canned foods, yeah, just unbag it all in the garage. Let all the bags and the food stay in the garage for like two days. I don't know. Spray them down. <laughs> <laughs> Lysol mist the whole, all your canned goods. I don't um, know. Yeah, I, I mean, I still... And I understand again. I understand why you're careful. I I, I also understand like uh, like the risk, the the getting it is so bad that you want to just take every precaution that you can. Right. Like you don't want to be the. I have I have a bet with this guy at work um, about which the people in our group. And there's about six or seven of us in our group. Which who's going to get it first? <laughs> We have, a, nice. we have a bit of a pool Great. between the two it's of us. It's a death pool. <laughs> it's not the death pool. I, I don't think Office anyone's death pool. Office coronavirus pool. Um, well, we don't have college basketball to bet on, so we needed something. Um, but uh, I, I don't know. Working from home obviously has been, um, has been, I don't know. Is it, it hasn't been such a challenge for me. I feel like I've been in a good spot. But for you, it's been... It, having a house full has been, it's been rough for you. Yeah. I think it's just, you know, feeling compelled to contribute to the kids schooling is a big part of it that I, when mm. I do go downstairs, that it's not just an empty house to go for me to go cook lunch or, right. You know, like we talked about, like take a break and watch a, watch a TV show in the middle of the day, just kind of take a mental break. Um, I don't feel like I can do that anymore. And I'll tell you what, um, I don't want this to be too heavy, but, uh, you know, I feel like I need to be honest with our listeners and I'm really getting in touch with the inner mental illness that I do carry. <laughs> so, so I come from a family like with a lot of mental challenges. My, my, a certain side of my family, I won't go into specifics cause I'm not going to out anybody. Like I, like there's a, there is a, a scenario where like three of four siblings are like having, having mentally ill challenges. Oh. I have been fortunate to f- beyond the the lesser of that spectrum but i definitely have recognized some things i see in my family in myself and it tends to 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 skew toward like a bipolar type thing and i know when i've been you know i i can kind of recognize it in myself and be aware enough to be like okay you're you know a little too intense about this and actually it's it's often sometimes a problem for me in competition like golf like i'll get kind of manic before like Mm -hmm. a a competition then i can't calm down and then i just start playing like shit and so it just goes it gets worse right um but I never really had seen um, the depression side of it too badly. Like sometimes I'll feel irritable for no reason and mm-hmm. kind of just like, I'll try to explain it to my wife. Like I, I'm not, this is not about you. I just, I'm, I'm feeling really like down in the dumps today and I, I don't really have an explanation for it. Right. Um, and usually I'll come out of it pretty quickly, but I will say Monday um, was the first time I've ever, I, I'm going to say, I'm going to go as far as to say it scared me a little bit. Um, yeah. I, I felt, terrible and at one point in the afternoon i just got in bed like just under like, the covers I, yeah like, like yeah, yeah, fully yeah. dressed in bed, like full on in bed dressed and under the covers <laughs> like i can't do anything i don't want to do anything i can't think about anything i'm just gonna lay in this bed and oh. i felt really tired and terrible all day and then um i actually fell asleep for an hour and woke up and didn't feel any better at all and i was like oh, oh. cool cool <laughs> eventually the the um I kind of came around like around dinner. Maybe I had, you know, blood chemistry change or, or whatever, uh, mm-hmm. brain chemistry change, bl- blood sugar change. Um, but yeah, it was, uh, it was interesting. Um, and then yesterday I felt a lot better and, you know, spent some time outside with the kids and we're trying to teach them to ride bikes without training wheels. And so I'm doing it in the, in the lawn. Mm-hmm. And then today I just wasn't up for it again, like super yeah. irritable and just couldn't 
put it together and I, it's just I don't know man I think it's this this thing where um I've never felt like I couldn't see the end of something before like yeah you know right all things shall pass right situations are temporary but even if this is temporary it feels permanent in a certain yeah it feels like things have changed I mean, mm-hmm. and we'll we'll see. And again, we'll probably talk about that in in another segment. But the um, but yes, it's. I think this is you know this is where I will encourage you to say self care is health care, right? I mean, there's yeah. like I think I think that that hopefully I think your if you look at your benefits plan and whatnot, you, yeah. you might have resources. We do. I I would I would say why not crack open the benefits plan and and see what see what's available to you because. I mean, this is this. I mean, it, it's hard. I mean, yeah. and and we're not, you know. People say, "Well, I'm built for this." <laughs> you know, it's like, well, no, he, everyone's situation's a little bit different, right? And ours is a little bit different. My, you know, my kids are a little older. Uh-huh. Uh, we put them on a, a very easy to keep schedule, and uh, they've done they've done really well with it. Um, our next door neighbor, uh, who is a single dad, um, he has to work. And, um, so we opened our doors to his daughter who comes over in the morning. She's, um, they're, they're both healthy and we're trying you to spray her down. It's like, yeah, it's like a scene from Silkwood every morning. <laughs> we just like totally take the hose to her and then, um, and she comes in and she's, and she's on the schedule and she's been good. And, and here's the, here's the bonus about having your kids play musical instruments because they part of their schedule is to practice Uh so there's a good stretch of the day where i hear bassoon music and piano and some other things and it's really it's really actually kind of nice to 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 hear them doing that so we're 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 trying to keep it on the down low um my wife is getting a little itchy she's like what if we just went somewhere i'm like no 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 no." it's like i don't want to give up the home field advantage to go somewhere it's like we've got we've got oh, our space. Where? I don't away. I don't know where. Just, I don't know. There's like, nowhere to go. Rent a beach house. I don't know. I mean, yikes. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's kind of what I said. But I said, but I thought you know, we you we're perfectly settled here. We've got everything we need. You know, like mm-hmm. you said, I don't want to give up the home field advantage while there's so much unknown going mm-hmm. on in the world right now so um but really uh, so folks there is plenty of food at the store yes there's no need to, to i mean i know the the super couponers and the and the doomsday preppers have their <laughs> have all the stuff they need but i don't i don't really think we're into the hoarding the hoarding no, times yet i stick with the same advice that i was giving last week which is just, when you go just buy a little bit of a head a little ahead in the non-perishables if they're available Right. If you can afford to and you've got room in your freezer or room in your pantry, buy some extra canned food, some extra frozen food, just just have it on hand just to make your just to make things easier on yourself too. No. Because I mean when you're stuck inside for you know, weeks at a time, a frozen pizza is like gold. It's like just, <laughs> the, red, just, the, the red baron never tasted so good. I'll tell you what, man, it's like Happy Gilmore with the kids. It's like, just eat this and leave us alone. <laughs> <laughs> No, right. I love my children. It's just I, I'm having challenges adjusting to the new normal. Um, I just, you know, I'm not, I, I, I'm really, you know, I've always prided, prided myself on being good in a crisis. Something bad happens. I'm barely dispassionate about it. I can like assess, react and take care of something. But I think it's because it's always like, well, I know this is a temporary. So just don't get caught up in it and everything will be fine. 
Yeah. This is not very temporary, and I'm having a hard time with it. Yeah, I mean, when they when they push it out from weeks or months, or I mean, that's it becomes a yeah, it's a it becomes a whole different game, right? Yeah. Yeah. All right. Segment two. I'm gonna crack open a can of worms by saying, do we think the go- is the government doing a good job? No. <laughs> <laughs> wait, wait, no. So. All right, so there's there's two things here. There's there's two things. First of all, there's the broader thing, which is obviously the testing piece has been a bit of a screw up. The, the ten out of ten. What are you talking about? <laughs> Didn't you hear? Didn't I hear? Have yeah. I heard? Have I heard? He's the, the reporter said. You know, Mr. President, what would you rate yourself on a scale of one to ten on your response? Oh, ten. <laughs> I think we're doing a great job. <laughs> Of course he's going to say. I'm surprised he didn't say 12. Right. But the um so this as I was as I was guy. reading as I was reading in about it it was it wouldn't have been so bad but they but there was like a production botch in the first round of tests that they sent out oh, that yeah. didn't oh, work. Yeah. But um you know the it's been do you think this whole the closure thing do you think what do you, I mean the whole are we are we are we moving too fast, not fast enough. What's your feel on this whole closure bit? This whole, um, how do you feel about that? I just, I, I, it's hard to, um, it's, we've talked, I can't remember if you and I already discussed this, that if, if we've done the right things, you'll never know. No, we did. We touched on that. Yes. The last week, but, but, but a week down the road, how, how are you, how are you feeling now? Bad. (laughs) Have I not made that clear? (laughs) Um, I mean, you saw the video from, you saw the video of the kids in Miami. You saw the pictures of the beaches, these fools. I mean, all right. So I, this is the thing I didn't sort of say, say explicitly last week when I was kind of getting into the political aspects of this. I feel like there's a certain contingent of leaders and you saw it actually vocalized um, by uh, God. His name is escaping me. I just had it. Um, But who are really just fine with a certain percentage of the population dying. They're totally at peace with this idea. Um, you know, Vanessa Hudgens got dragged all to hell for saying this. <laughs> she she should have, by, by the way, she was so high. <laughs> maybe I should, that video. the end of it where she's like, maybe I shouldn't be doing this right now, which <laughs> like, is all oh, you've caught up to yourself. Really? You're yes. so baked. She yes. was so baked. And, and I even retweeted that because it was too hilarious not to, but, yes. uh, but you know, so, as I was watching, so I watch the, I've been watching the presidential um, briefing every day because <laughs> I'm a glutton for punishment. Oh God, but how can you? It, I but can't. It, but it's Trump. It's race Bannon. <laughs> it's, it's the scarf lady. Um, and then it's, you know, it's, it's this, this cast of characters, but the uh, Fauci, what do you think of Fauci? Have you seen, what, how are you feeling about, about the head of uh, infectious diseases, Fauci, he's kind of, he's a bit of a caricature. It's very interesting to me to watch someone who at some point was the most respected person in their profession have to tap dance to make sure he doesn't piss off his boss and like do this weird thing where he, he tries to tell you the truth, but he always has to like say it in a certain way. Um, He was, I've seen him speak before. Because he was part of the Ebola response, and mm-hmm. he seemed very competent, but I can't grade anything anymore because it's all so surreal when they're up there talking, and it gets led by a carnival barker in stage makeup. I'm sorry, you can't use Ebola because that's racist. 
Ebola is racist? Yeah, well, it's a, it's a river in Africa. And it refers to Africa disease, so you can't use Ebola. I didn't realize it was an actual river in Africa. <laughs> you can't use Zika either. Or West, the- or, or West Nile. Or, I know, that's a, this is, I mean, it's one of these subjects. But it just, it makes me, it's been making me laugh all day long, this whole questioning about whether to call it a Chinese coronavirus is racist. It just, we generally call things <laughs> where so they come from. So, the way they're doing it is definitely racist. There's definitely some tone. Like, the hard CH in China is my favorite part of when, when you know he's, <laughs> when you know Trump is really... <laughs> Digging for the, where he's, I don't, it's he's not re- racist. He's it's where it comes the, from. It comes from China. China. <laughs> <laughs> it comes May. from China. Yeah. The hard ch is, is is important. So you gotta, you always have to listen for the hard ch from uh, from the president because when he gives you the hard ch, you know, you know he's you know what he's doing. <laughs> so it was Ron Johnson, the senator from Wisconsin, who said this. Today. Okay. That he was basically fine, like you know, worst case scenario, three point four percent of the population. It's like as if that's a small amount of small number of people. This when when we break it down into numbers like that, I do. I I'm also the same way. I I also feel the same way. It's like this is not a fun fun with statistics, right? This is not. This is is well. There's this whole this whole aspect of quote unquote acceptable losses or these whatever we're calling it. Sure. Um, I don't. I, I'm not comfortable with that. I think obviously we should be doing the best we can all the time. I understand we got off on the wrong. Maybe we got off to a late start. I don't think we got a lot of help from China when it broke out there. Uh, I don't think we made the best decisions in terms of the using the data that was available to get our testing up and going. Mm-hmm. I mean, we missed out on some obvious opportunities to do that. So, but at this point, at this point, the government's trying to close the door on it, uh, but goofy people won't just pe- people won't do people won't do what they're supposed to be doing. Like on my way to the golf course today, um, I noticed I I drive. We went to Maplewood, which is down in Renton, mm-hmm. and uh, you you drive past. Uh, there was this park. All these people playing basketball. <laughs> Fantastic! I was like, basketball. Did you yell at them? All the basketball players have the coronavirus. <laughs> I mean, you know how that happens? Because they're always touching each other and sweating on each other and spitting on each other. Uh, to the point Stupids. where... Stupids. Yeah, when I played basketball on a regular basis, the worst was when you had to guard like the extra sweaty guy. It was like an advantage. It's <laughs> like, oh, God, I can't get up on you to defend you because you're slimy. Kevin Durant, who hasn't even been playing basketball, got the coronavirus. Right. I think he got it from going out in the clubs. To be honest with you, probably. I'm, I'm guessing there's a lot. I'm guessing there's a lot of rich and famous people who are going to come down with this just because they're like, uh, you know, I just not assume, Arnold, not Arnold, Arnold. <laughs> Arnold. <laughs> My favorite new social media follow. I've never followed Arnold before, but his coronavirus updates are great, and he's doing the right thing. He's scolding people. Yes, the yeah. the one with the the one with the the horse and the donkey in his kitchen. <laughs> I was like, what? What is what is going on at Arnold's house? He's got a pony and a donkey in his kitchen. It's like a pygmy donkey too, right? <laughs> yes. Yeah. Did you see the one today in the hot tub? No. I oh, did, so he, I, yeah, he posted a new one today. He's oh, just having a cigar and, and a jacuzzi, and yeah. he just he finished a bike ride and a little workout. <laughs> He's got the most awesome e-bike, by the way. Like oh, the yeah. one from the other day. He was, I got that such a fabulous workout, and now I'm going for a bike ride. 
It's like, God, Arnold is the best. Anyway, yes. I see the pictures of all these people on the beach. This is not very wise. (laughs) (laughs) It's so great. He's the so yes so follow Arnold for for some amazing uh, scolding some yeah for some, some levity in your coronavirus coverage some good good natured but serious scolding like he yeah. he knows but yeah the these these fucking half baked twits on the CBS thing where they're I mean first of all <laughs> these are like the worst of the SEC. <laughs> I mean, it's these are like the SEC community feeder, community college feeder programs. And these kids are just, we've been looking forward to going on spring break. And now we're here. I'm just going to party. I was like, what? Anyway. You know, I mean, I don't want to be Vanessa Hudgens. <laughs> but. <laughs> but have we interviewed any old people about them, us asking them to stop using fossil fuels? I'm just, no. you know, just saying. <laughs> When we're discussing clear and present danger, where is that line? Right. There's well, there's there's you gotta you gotta you gotta take care of the stuff in front of you first. Like this was the funny part about tuning in to the to the to the old man the old man debate from the other mm-hmm. the other night. It's like you really you can talk about and the climate is important. I'm not gonna tell you it's not. But to argue about climate change felt weird and like just not important because you've got this other big thing we got to get over first. Right. Yeah. It's, it's hard to, it's hard to be, it's hard to look far into the future where we need to be dealing with stuff when this is so present and it's just, and it's just big and it's just, you know, it's just this, I guess it's the huge numerator right at this point. (laughs) It's just like whatever you, whatever, whatever the denominator is, it doesn't matter. It's still big. It's a big number. The uh, the other side of that though is that the coverage of what people what places are like without people is going to I think open some eyes because if you've seen stuff already on the internet, Venice has not had people in it for two weeks and now the canals have flushed themselves out and they're green again, like it's not brown water anymore. Yeah, dolphins have returned to some to of Sardinia. Places. Yes, yeah. Yeah. yeah, I saw that. I, yes, and air quality's never been better. Yeah. I mean, this is, I mean, this is part of, I put this in, in segment two, so we'll, we'll go on a few more minutes, but you know, there's some certain things that, that we've opened doors to that. Are we going to get them closed again? Like I saw, um, drone policing mm-hmm. in, uh, in, I think it was France and Paris mm-hmm. where the drones would fly around and tell people to please move along and all this stuff. I mean, something we never had before, but my that, seemed is, in, that seemed inevitable anyway. Right. But, um, but really, what else, what other, I mean, I think that this is, this is interesting that we're going through this period of remote work and you're going to see some companies say, you know what, we do pretty well on remote work. Mm-hmm. You know, is that going to be more of a, you know, is that going to be more of a, um, something that people are, are more open to or, you know, that, uh, I think remote work is, see. is interesting too, though, because it does really depend on what you what you like personally. I think for younger people, I don't think it works as well. I think for, for folks like us, crotchety people <laughs> rather not ultimately have to deal with others. If we could avoid it. Sure. It's like, I'll meet you for lunch. Nah, you know what? Too much effort. <laughs> right. Yeah, I can't, I can't do that. But, uh, but I think there's going to be, it'll be interesting. We'll come back to it some way, sometime down the road, but we'll see what, what, um, what happens what happens over the next few months, some of it is going to stick and some of it's going to be good and some of it's going to be bad. Uh-huh. 
and and we'll we'll have to sort of try to make heads or tails of that but um it's just something that crossed my mind i think we're going to open some doors here that won't be we won't be able to close and some of those things are going to be good things but um but some of them are also going to be we're, there's going to be a lot of unintended consequences here, and it'll be interesting to see what crops up. Well, you're talking about people being glib, especially from a privileged class. And I mentioned this last week that I thought that um, rich people felt like they could cure themselves of anything, right? The, the, the sort of that's how our medical system works in the mm-hmm. past. Um, and, you know, I, sometimes parts of me, the cynical part of me wonders if, if a guy like Ron Johnson looks at the math and says, well, this will be a lot better than a lot of unpopular Social Security cuts that I wanted to do. <laughs> you know what I mean? I mean, honest to God, he's like, like I just would, well, we don't have to, right? And then he doesn't the, think it's going to affect him, of course. Right. That's the subtext. You think that's what the his inner monologue might be telling him? So, I mean, you're telling me that you're going to, given what we know about the modern day conservative party, that the people that are most vulnerable are homeless people, poor people, people without insurance already, and potentially elderly people who are on the dole of some kind. The only downside there for them is a, a block, a potential large voting block is, is removed. And I think that that may be the math doesn't line up there, hmm. but that's a purely Maybe. cynical view. Of it. <laughs> it's very cynical, but the, um, but yeah, but it's, it's interesting because, you know, all these, you know, what was, what did I read? Some, we went from okay. Boomer to, are you okay? Boomer. Yeah. <laughs> kind of. But we'll see. Uh, like I said, I, I I don't know what's going to happen between now and then. But in wrapping up this segment, I did see this interesting mathematical statistical model, not like the one we saw last week. What that was just kind of crazy. Um, but the uh, this week's statistical model, somebody broke down the fact that once your curve leads leaves the exponential curve. Uh-huh. Like you're on the way to you're on the way to good. So they showed a bunch of they showed a bunch of graphs across different countries, and they show the curve, and you you see where the where the disease is following the exponential curve, and then it cracks, then it breaks, mm-hmm. and once it breaks, that's what you're looking for, and that's when things start to improve. As long as again people play their as long as people play their part. Now it's not that people people aren't going to get sick or continue to get sick. But as long as you're, once you leave the curve, you, you, you get, you tend to get better. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. I mean, the problem I have with it is, is I feel like we're living in North Korea. I don't think I can believe any of the actual data and our testing capacity is so poor compared to like, I mean, the thing that was most disheartening to me today was seeing that South Korea and the United States found their first confirmed cases on the same day. And we talked about this, their ability to marshal the country to, yeah. rally and, and make it happen and meanwhile where everybody's like fuck you i'm gonna do what i want <laughs> great thanks that's just that's just america yeah the price of freedom minus. i guess yep there you go segment three so what to do when there are no live sports <laughs> <laughs> now i know it seems small but it's not, but it's it really is really for me my greatest source of entertainment. And f- and this is true for a lot of people. Yeah. Like the world of sports is vast and amazing. And the fact that, you know, we have all this access to it when it goes away, it leaves a pretty big hole in my, in my, uh, you know, in my, uh, my ability to distract myself. 
Right? Yeah, for for days until the middle of the weekend, I was very much hoping that we would just get spectatorless golf at least, like that everything else was going to go away, but 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 spectatorless golf seemed doable. But then you start I, thinking about TV crews and production crews right. and yeah. Could the golf pass people here? If, if I was the golf channel golf pass people, I would send out one cameraman to just walk around with Rory McIlroy while he plays. I will pay the goddamn seven dollars a month. <laughs> so <we> just, <laughs> just, just every day when Rory goes out to practice, just take a camera out, follow him around, talk to him a little bit. I would pay. Yeah, okay. I would just have those guys getting together and playing a game. Like, yeah. just have a foursome. They're out there playing. I mean, you just saw Justin Thomas and Ricky posted their scorecard the other day. Yeah. Can I just have, just, can somebody walk around with their cell phone? <laughs> <laughs> Anyone. Their manager or whatever. I'll take it. Get the drone going. <laughs> whatever. Yeah. It, it doesn't, it won't take it. You don't need a full crew. We don't need Dan Hicks. You know, we don't need, we don't need any of those guys. Just mic them up and have a cameraman follow them around. I'll, yeah. I will pay the golf pass. Golf Channel Golf Pass monthly for that. I did try to watch the Trevor Bauer Sandlot game, and that was unwatchable. The Trevor Bauer. He organized like a Sandlot game. Okay. They were playing. I don't know if it was wiffle ball exactly, but some sort of a (laughs) something. Yeah. Just to pass the time. Yeah. The um, have you have you dipped your foot into classic sports? Have you tried? Have you tried? There needs to be more. Well, okay. So here's a huge problem with classic sports. Is there something we can do the video fidelity? Can we run it through (laughs) some sort of a computer? Enhance. Can we put the CSI enhance? This is the thing where we really like anything filmed before about 2004. Now on an HDTV, it makes it look so much worse. Because looks like hell. Yeah, when we all watched tube television, and there wasn't meaningfully anything different from TV in 1979 to TV in 1999. Um, other than the fact that it only ever showed you every other line of the screen at any other time, and it flipped back and forth between them. That's how TV used to work. Fair, and then also like, and now we have 4K pixels. <laughs> It's so hard to watch classic. I'd rather, I can only really feel good about it or even barely tolerate it on a compressed screen, like on a computer. Yeah. But like yeah. on a television, it's on a unwatchable. Big one, like yeah. a bit, like on a 70 inch or whatever. Forget it. No, it looks it's awful. It's, it's just like blobs. It's like these colored blobs going around. Yeah. They should just yeah. compress it down to like a 36 inch square. <laughs> like on your screen. Right. This is should, as big as the TVs were back then. This is all we can give you. Right. Super letterbox. We're just going to put it. If you have a 70 inch screen, this will show up as a 21 inch TV. Sure. Black and white. I remember so the 36 inch JVC. <laughs> 400 pounds. You need, no, you need I, uh, appliance straps to move it from house yeah. to house. Oh my God. The 20, I had a, I had a 28 inch Sony XBR. That was 300 pounds worth of glass. <laughs> nice. It was impossible to move. I got rid of it some years ago, but it was monster. But since there are no live sports, I tried to watch uh, the Iditarod. I thought, okay, that let's 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 peek in on uh, what's going on. Let's 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 race from Anchorage to Nome. Is mm-hmm. it Nome to Anchorage or Anchorage to Nome? Which way do they go? That's to Nome. To Nome. Yeah. Which seems just fucking crazy <laughs> I mean, it's like it's a thousand miles i'm gonna use a dog i'm gonna use dogs and a sled ironically based on a famous medicine run right which i which if you have a disney plus they have um they have uh, it's starring willem dafoe it's a, a movie called togo sure. which i believe is the 
the the story of that. My my family watched it while I wasn't around, but they said it was terrific. Yes, I learned the hard way because you know that I was I was uh, behind the curve on the Disney Plus subscription. That our Apple TVs are too old to run Disney Plus. Oh, that's that pissed me off. I have an old Apple TV too. That so I had I chucked it and ended up with a uh, Kindle Fire Stick or mm-hmm. Kindle or Amazon Fire Stick. It seems to work pretty well. Oh, I ordered a uh, an HDMI adapter for an iPad. Oh, got it. Got it. I also broke down and uh, and ordered the CBS All Access so I could watch Picard. Mm. And by the way, it's excellent. It's really? Fucking, oh, it's fucking great. <laughs> so, but it was good because I could, I binged up, I binged up like six or seven, six episodes, mm-hmm. and now it's into the weekly. So, um, so I think there's only 10 episodes, so I think I have three left eight nine and ten and then i'll just discontinue <laughs> so to watch the whole thing is only going to cost me like one month worth like 5.99 so not a bad not a bad value for uh to watch uh 10 episodes of picard but it's terrific if you like star trek if you liked next generation star trek it's pretty awesome okay um the other thing that i've been watching is marble racing Oh, yes. That's an old video. It's an old video, but did you know, not the sand one, right? The beach one? Yeah, yeah. Which is great. YouTube has this thing called Marbula One Racing. <laughs> I it heard about a, it. It is a league. They have seasons. And I'm a big, <laughs> I'm a big orange fan. Okay. Because orange is easy to see on the screen. Okay. But um, so I'm a big, there's a bunch of ones. That, the guy who narrates it's fucking amazing, right? But he's, uh, but. Like, it's galaxy in the, the lead and blah 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 and they got all names but i can't figure it snowball is the white one orange is the orange or you know it's the orange one so i'm shocked orange. they don't have numbers they have team name but there's there's a lot of them but okay. the uh but the track is cool it's like this plastic track and then it has this little elevator it's 10 laps each race takes about five minutes to watch and there's i've only watched the uh the the current season but there's some past seasons to watch from Marbula One Racing, <laughs> <laughs> which I think, which I think I'll probably end up watching all the Marbula. I One I see races. what you mean now that I'm, I'm looking into it while you're talking, and there's team yeah. names like yes, Galaxy and da da da, Balls of Chaos. So <laughs> <laughs> my nickname in high school, right? Exactly. Yeah. But the uh, but Marbula One Racing has been uh, has been a has been a very nice, which which harken back. Brian Schwartz will will totally understand this more than anyone else. But at my house in Carlinville, Illinois, I li- we lived on top of a hill and we had a driveway that went down the hill. And on each side of the driveway, there was a shallow gutter. And I used to be, and I used to, I had a big bucket of Hot Wheels and Matchbox cars, mm-hmm. and you could sit at the top and you could just put a car into the into the, and it would run like a hundred feet down the driveway through the gutters. And I would do this for hours and hours on end. I would just run cars down the gutter, and then you'd line them up side by side, and they would race down the gutter. And I just do it all all the time. I have nostalgia for all the bullshit we used to have to do to entertain ourselves. (laughs) My kids are so demanding. They're so terrible, and so incapable of like keeping themselves busy. Yeah, but I mean, I would go. You know, you'd go to so there were like the five and dime. Or whatever the drugstore, and you know some of the drugstores had the little carousel that had all the Matchbox cars in them or the Hot Wheels cars in them, and so you'd be looking for ones that you thought would be good for the gutter race. Like, ah, oh, this one looks good. 
you know, then you'd save up your, save up your, you know, buck and a half or whatever they used to cost back then. And, uh, and like I said, I had a bucket, a, like a literal, like bucket full of cars and I knew which ones were the good ones and I knew oh, which yeah. ones were the bad ones. And, you know, yeah, hours, I mean like a whole day, like noon to six <laughs> on a Saturday <laughs> running cars down the gutter. I I'm very familiar. We did something similar. We used to do, um, I actually had this really old hot wheels thing where you pulled out the track and it was a drag strip and okay. you locked the cars into like a spring loaded trigger system. And so you could run two cars at once. So you ran a drag race uh-huh. and I did this endlessly. And there's like a little click at the end, the flag would go up and you, so you could see which one. Oh, who won? won first. Yeah. Oh, sure. And then my buddy, uh, down the street, his kitchen had like super low pile carpet, like, like Berber. And it was like, wouldn't the cars would go like, it was almost zero friction to the Hot Wheels on this cart, this this kitchen carpet, and so we basically ran the whole thing as like we put the we set the track up at the end of the kitchen, fired the cars down, and they'd go all the way to the the far end of the kitchen. And uh, at one point, I believe we were doing it like for keeps. And so I remember, like I knew like <laughs> which cars of mine were the fastest ones. Yes, yeah, so, like, racing take, for titles. Yes, <laughs> racing for his Hot Wheel slips. <laughs> You're like a young Vin Diesel racing for titles i live racing my life for... 10 feet of kitchen floor at a time <laughs> i live my life 50 feet of linoleum yes. at a time my uh, um my idea for this though was with no sports was something that i saw one of the athletes i think it was um pete alonzo plays outfield for the the mets saying that if this tweet got fifty thousand retweets he would get mlb 20 the show and then find a way to stream it with other players and i was like this is what we need we need players playing themselves in real time streaming of the sport they play, right? So like the Twitch account on yes. Twitch. So I I get into I get onto the Twitch and it's the Mariners versus the Yankees, but it's actually all of them playing themselves in the video game. I would watch this. What else? What else, what else, what else the hell are they doing? They're not doing anything else. I mean, come on. Working out. They're working out, but then by like two thirty in the afternoon, three o'clock in the afternoon, they're certainly ready to you know, sit down and play some video games. You wouldn't watch the NBA players all play 2K against each other as oh, themselves? My, oh my God, I totally would. With the shit talking and everything that would go on? <laughs> oh, I would be, watch it. That would be pretty amazing. It would be great. They should That's do it. And I'd, if, if I was Adam Silver, I'd be firing that up right now. <laughs> yes, in partnership with yeah, exactly with Xbox or whomever they'd like. Mm-hmm. All and right. I'd stream it on TV. All right, I just wanted to throw in also the thing that passes the time is NFL trades and you know NFL trades, Brady, Brady, Brady going to play for the Buccaneers. Oh, I'm sure. totally I'm all about it. That's gross. <laughs> it's real gross. Until he takes him to the playoffs, deep yeah, it, into the playoffs. I, uh, I they're changing their uniforms again, right? Because Are I they? can't see him in that digital clock uniform. <laughs> the creamsicle. Let's go back to the the, the creamsicles. It would be better than the digital clock. And they need to put Brady's face on the logo. He needs to be, <laughs> instead of Buccaneer Bruce, it needs to be Buccaneer or Bucko Brady. That'd be quite the sellout. <laughs> <laughs> it's in his contract. Why not? Why wouldn't they, right? Anyway, disclaimer, or dis- full, what do they, what would they, what do they always say? Uh, not disclaimer, but... Uh, full disclosure? Say, full disclosure. I, I do have, uh, I do have uh, Godwin on my uh, Keeper League, so I'm thrilled. <laughs> 
I'm there's a uh, big year. I'm looking for. There's a big not going to be an NFL season. Are you fucking kidding me? <laughs> <laughs> Man, that's all the way in. Like that's all the way in the end of the year, dude. They're, they're still going to have gonna to be... play it. We're not going to be able to play it with a full stadium. It's just I don't know. They're going to have to sell every other seat. Something like that, yeah. <laughs> if you're a family, you get the block of seats, and then you get two two seat grace period. Two grease. Pretty much. This was my idea when this first started happening, and the NBA was talking about trying to, what they were going to do, play without fans. It was like, they should just start, like, every, you know, like you say, small groups, like a lottery to start with, and they separate it all out, and however it plays out, then it just rotates. Like the yeah. tickets that are available, like the, uh, the season ticket sure. holders that get to go. Like you get to go on Monday, and then next guy Tuesday, and, and so far, so on and so forth. I don't know. Was it you and I who talked about this? But the th- about the fact if you played golf, if you played PGA Tour without without people, without a gallery, it opens up so many other courses. Like you yes. play all kinds of awesome courses yeah. that we never get to see. If you just if it was just camera crews. It's just like a handful of camera crews and and PGA Tour players. That would be kick ass because I'd love to see some. I also want to know what happens when you hit one off the planet as a pro and you don't have people to <laughs> stop the ball. I say this every time I play golf. It's like if I had a gallery, I would save half a dozen strokes. Easy. I I hit a tee shot the other day. Not that we need to sidebar on this, but yeah, I hit a tee shot the other day that was fine, and then it landed and like took this weird hop and then skidded all the way into the woods. It was, but it was like. Not even offline. I was just like, "Oh my, come on! Where's my gallery at? Give me yeah, a foot well, on that one." Yeah, exactly. Give me some. Give me some old dude in a chair. Yeah, to stop that. If it just stops where it was. I would have made a par, but instead I had to punch out from the damn trees. <laughs> All right, you know what part of the show this is? Now comes the part where we throw our heads back and laugh. Ready? Ready? <laughs> Dad jokes of the week. Woo. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I was trying man. to get you. I was trying to get you fired up into that. You've to, done a good job trying, raising my spirits so far. I was trying to. I was trying to get you. Uh, I was trying to get you. Get you to jump in on that. On the on the all woo, right. but that's all right. I can't. Like, woo! There we go. Now, <laughs> don't right. you feel better? No. Uh, <laughs> this one I tweeted on Friday, but I thought I'd repeat it for anybody that doesn't follow our Twitter account. Uh, medical research. Which you should. Wait. Why? Why aren't they? I don't know. They're right. they're not in Turkey. Oh, man, they have, have a ton of followers from Turkey. <laughs> I don't know why. Uh, uh, medical research has medical researchers have discovered a new disease in margarine. Apparently, it's spreading very easily. Yeah, buddy, that's what we call timely. What do you call a drunk wall? Plastered. Nice. What type of music are balloons most afraid of? Pop music. Pop music. This is a long form. Here, Ooh, well, I'm going to try like to shorten it, it up. Uh, the job interviewer says, everything seems to be in order. You have previous experience and come highly recommended. The last question I'm going to ask you is, what is your greatest weakness? Candidate, blushing slightly. I have a bad habit of only answering the semantics of a question. The interviewer. Could you give me an example? Yes, I could. <laughs> <laughs> what did the dad coffee bean say to the kid coffee bean? You're grounded. I went to the zoo yesterday and saw a baguette in a cage. The zookeeper told me it was bred in captivity. (laughs) I like that one. (laughs) Not bad. Uh, You know what my favorite thing is about atheism? It's a non-profit organization. (laughs) 
And then I actually had some extras that I wanted to share with you that I came across that were new to me. All right. Two fish are in a tank. One looks at the other and says, you man the guns and I'll drive. But up, Bob. <laughs> a piece of rope walks into a bar. The bartender says, we don't serve ropes in here. The rope leaves, ties himself up, musses his top end, walks back in. The bar center, bartender says, hey, aren't you that rope? Rope says, afraid not. <laughs> I'm afraid not. <laughs> I like that one. That was is that what you got? That's it. All right. I don't really like soccer. I just watch it for kicks. Oh, what What are you doing to me right now? <laughs> you even, like how could you how could you even say that out loud and feel okay? <laughs> it was a sports joke. I guess. I don't know. Is that it? Is that it? That's it. That's what I got. That's I terrible. have another one, but I gotta save. I gotta save it for next week. <laughs> I mean, I just don't have. I don't have just a ton of these just lying around. <laughs> All right. Uh, anyway. All right. Overtime. Overtime. All right. On a personal note, um, last week I lost my father. He um, eighty-six years old, um, and he hadn't been in great health for a while, so. You know, we, we were kind of expecting it to happen, but um, you never really sort of, you know, prepared, right? It's just kind of a, kind of one of those things that, that happens and, and you're not really sure how you're going to feel on the other side of it. Yeah. And, and while, you know, I didn't talk to him so often or whenever I did, it was always pretty cool. We, he'd call me up like during game of Thrones and be like, cause he knew I read the books and he'd be like, so can you explain me blah, 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 this and that. And so, you know, we had, he gave me sort of that, a love of sports and a love of movies. Mm-hmm. Um, it's funny when, uh, when I was a kid, I used to get, he used to get stuck with me cause my older brother had to buy clothes. So my mom would take him shopping. My sister was the only girl. So she had to go shopping. I usually had to wear my brother's hand me down. So I was, didn't have to go. So my dad was stuck with me. So he would take me to the movies, but I'm like eight year old, nine year old kid. He'd just take me to like rated R movies. He would, <laughs> he would take me to like Clint Eastwood, dirty Harry movies. Take you to what he wanted to see. Yeah. 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 He would just take me to these movies. And so like all these like war movies and he liked action movies, but back in the day, like we didn't have PG 13. So it was basically just R like mm-hmm. all these movies were just R movies. And I would just sit there and the <laughs> just this little kid sitting in the theater, like whoop da doot da doot. But uh but so I just I just you know, it's as as I am a father now and as I've grown up, it's like it's funny how you get this sort of transition, right? Your dad's sort of your hero, and then he's kind of a pain in the ass, and then like he knows nothing. <laughs> and then but I was lucky to get on the other end of that, which at that point, you know, you know, we became friends uh-huh. and, and, you know, there's this old saying is like, as you get older, your parents get smarter. Uh-huh. And I know that, you know, he tried hard and, and it's one of those things where he was raising his kids in America, but he was a, you know, he was, he grew up in a different place and right. it was all this sort of like culture clash and whatnot. And I think he, you know, it was never, it was it wasn't always smooth sailing, but, but at the end of it all, you know, I appreciated you know, what he had given me as a person and, and, uh, and I'm going to miss him. I'm sorry to hear that. Yeah. It's, it's a, uh, thank you. Uh, but, uh, but, uh, you know, it's just how, that's just, that's just how life works, I guess. Right. 
So it really is, right? And it sometimes feels callous to say it that way. It does, and and I and I, this is really the first. Like I wasn't very close with my grandparents, so when they passed away, I mean, they lived in a whole different country, halfway around the world, and I I'd only met them and spent if I had spent more than a month with them, like my entire, like from the time I was five to the time they had passed away, maybe a (laughs) month. So, so it, it felt very far away, but this is the first one for me. And, uh, and my kids were, my kids took it in in an interesting way because again, they, they know their grandparents much better than I did (laughs) than I knew mine. So, uh, so they were, they were, uh, they were sad, but I think they were, they were, uh, they took it pretty well. So we'll see how, uh, but we're heading at, we're, <laughs> I have to go down there. So it's like some plane tickets for next week. Mm. So we'll, uh, so we'll hunker, we'll hunker, we'll, we'll huddle close together and disinfect everything we can as we, as we travel down and back. But, uh, but, uh, and well, you know, get my arms around my mom and just kind of yeah. make sure that, uh, that, uh, that we head on down this road together. But the, uh, but I think it was funny because now you get to this point where, like, in my life, it's like I feel like I'm going to start – you start losing more people than you gain. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, this, is, this, this felt like the first – this felt like the first bit of that. And so, uh, so we'll see how uh, – we'll see how, see how my perspective changes as we go – as I get older from here. But uh, I think things are, things are a little different. It is a weird, too. It's a weird experience getting older and watching everyone around you also get older. It's like because you know how especially with your parents where as you age you become closer in age yeah right relative age right right and their lives are not so much different than yours they're just a little bit further along in the process um whereas you know when when you're kids you can't when you're a kid you can't even imagine like an adult life seems insane to you you don't have any kind of concept of it at all um and i think that when something like this happens you expect it and as an adult, you kind of feel like you're prepared for it, but it's still, I don't, you know, there's just, there's going to be a come a point where it gets really, it gets very real, right. And not abstract. And yeah. maybe that's already happened for you, or maybe it will when you, you know, see your mom again and, and you're kind of there in person. I know for me, when I, I, I have been fortunate enough not to deal with a lot of loss, but when I did lose a family member who I was close with, it really wasn't until that we went to the memorial and that I really started to kind of say out loud the things I'd been thinking about that person, my grandfather, by the way, um, that, that has sort of really kind of hit me in a much more profound way. Right. It's, it was, uh, it was the interesting perspective too, was I had gotten some calls from friends of my parents. Mm. Um, and of course, you know, some of those friends, they've been friends for a long time, like medical school type friends that I grew up, you know, they're my aunt, my quote unquote aunt and uncle. Mm -hmm, Right. mm -hmm. And, I'm close with their kids and there was a particular, a particular, um, family, like particular friend who reached out to me and, and she was super broken up and, and I, and it's different for her, right? Mm -hmm. Because, you know, she knew, you know, she knew my parents or they knew my parents when they were young. Right. And so I was thinking, you know, the, the difference between seeing your friends, you know, lifelong friends pass away has got to be. You know, I mean, it's, it's, it's certainly a different, a different lens to see it through as well. So they, they were pretty broken up and I was like, oh, wow. Sort of a, I didn't really, I hadn't really thought of that until, until I chatted with them. And I was like, that's a different perspective. That's a different way of seeing it. 
Yeah. And I don't deal well with other people's emotions. <laughs> <laughs> like that sounds really unpleasant. I don't want you to. I don't want you to come put your stuff about my parents on me. No, it, it wasn't. I mean, <laughs> no, you're a much nicer yeah. person than I am. You're much kinder and more empathetic. <laughs> she was, uh, but I'd known. I mean, they. She. You know, those those folks had known me since I was born. So you know, it was. Uh, it was just an. It was an interesting way of seeing it. You know, because as as a kid, as a child, you expect your parents to pass away, but you know, when your friends, you know, when your friends and peers start passing away, that's, uh, that becomes a, it becomes a whole different, uh, becomes a whole different ball game. All right. Well, on that note, <laughs> <laughs> but thank you, Ty, for, uh, for allowing me, uh, this time. By all means. Um, I, I, I like that we have a place where we can talk about this and, and offer some authenticity to our, our loyal listeners and, Hopefully they get something out of it and can relate in some way, or maybe we provide some helpful perspective now and then, and it's not all glib jokes and, you know, I mean, I, I'd like it to be, I'd like people to listen and laugh. Don't get me wrong, but you know, you feel something every once in a while. That's okay too. But that's our show. Our thanks to all of you for listening to two on three pod. Actually, you know, I was going to ask you, do you know where I can like get a remix made of like, a, can I get the sad outro music like version where, you know, like, <laughs> Fox, you know, you know the Fox music when somebody gets hurt on the field. Oh yeah, yeah. And they go they go out to commercial with like the sad, like the, the the tinkly buffer music. Yeah, you're gonna have to find you're gonna have to find our intro our our music. Just just slow it down. Just slow it down. <laughs> just 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 re just remix it in slow. Okay, all right. Well, our thanks to all of you for listening this week. We hope we help you live a more deeply examined life. If you don't already, please subscribe and or review wherever you get your podcasts. And don't be shy about sharing your thoughts and suggestions for the show. I'll be back next week with a guest. Chris will be off saying goodbye to his father and memorializing him in a proper fashion. But I will be back with perhaps pop culture, life strategies, bleak shit as we look into the future of God knows what. Uh, But until then, peace and wash your hands. (laughs) 